My voice still is man. I feel like I always need to say that. I know I don't, but I don't want well, them to think it's not me. I know, but we don't know if somebody's <laughs> jumping into this episode as their first episode. And we don't know when they're airing. I normally don't sound like this, but bigger. But episodes one, two, three to 22, she does that. From March <laughs> to February, I am ill. 11 months. <laughs> I'm ill. Um, but she loves January. <laughs> but I love January. Um, so today's episode was brought on by social mead as much as she's annoying. Honestly, um, she is. Anymore. She is. So, you know, doing the late night scroll, mm-hmm. I'm like really loud. I'm going to back up a little bit. Um, and a pediatric therapist for like over 30 years did this thing, put this together, came up with a list of what they believe kids need and don't need. I feel like we should just read them. Yeah. Why I think we're just going to read them. The first this, today's more just like an infomercial. Not an <laughs> infomercial. It's just like, you know, food for thought for the day. We're going to keep it short, sweet, and just kind of like read these off and you can absorb what you want from it. And that's where we're at. Yeah. Because it kind of puts things into perspective a, a bit. Do also, wanna... I'm me. How are you? I'm great. Just a daily check-in. You good? <laughs> I mean, check on me in an hour because, you know, she could hit the fan by that point and two kids and... She what? She could have what? Shit could hit the fan. Oh, at shit that could point. hit the fan. That shit fan. That'll get you every time. You know, we're doing great. Which, who came up with that saying? Shit, shit hit, hit the, the fan. fan. How could it hit the fan? And then when it hits, it goes everywhere. So I think it's just like, I mean, anything could hit the fan. And it would, sauce hit the fan and the sauce went everywhere. <laughs> but like shit, because it's already bad, maybe. Like when something bad goes it's in, it goes shit. everywhere and you can't control it. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. But whoever copyrighted that, good on you. Or like, what were you thinking at the same time? Were point? you having, did you go to Chipotle <laughs> or Taco Bell? Don't dis I know. Chipotle. I, I want like to take it, it back. I, I went straight to Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> so you went to the Taco And just had a bad day and was like, wow, my shit's hitting the fan. Wow. Okay, let's read these. We're, we're, these. Hey, this is a definition of what kids don't need. Our conversation. Um, you doing, start. Are we doing don't? Okay, we'll start with we'll do, don't. You just go ahead and read. Read okay. like the top four, and then I'll go. Actually, I'm. It's we're just gonna pinpoint them. Yeah. Cell phones when they're in grade school. Over the years, I cannot tell you one good thing that has come from this. For the record, we're reading the therapist's words and not we'll give commentary after. Yes. These so these are, are what ours. kids don't need. Go ahead. Okay. So the cell phones. Number two, unlimited access to social media. She says there's very little that is healthy on social media for children and it is getting worse. Number three, so many toys that they can't even think of something to want at a birthday or holiday times. Number four, televisions in their rooms. Rooms are for sleeping. Good sleep hygiene is a dying art for too many children. Number five, to be able to control the emotional climate of the home. Moody kids should not be allowed to hold the household or to be able to hold the whole house hostage. If a child wants to be moody, he can go to his room and be moody by himself. Everyone else need not suffer. I like that. Mm-hmm. Number six, <clears throat> too much indoor time. Our kids have become hermits with social media and high-tech games. It is ruining their social skills. It's also taking a toll on their physical well-being. Number seven, too many activities outside of school. No wonder this generation is so anxiety-ridden. They are overloaded. If we want to teach them to take care of themselves at this age, 
We must teach them to do that by example and by limiting their extracurricular activities. Scripture even recognizes the need to rest. Praise be. Hallelujah. Number eight, to be able to disrespect any authority. Even authority that you as a parent dislike or the child dislikes should still be respected. Mm. Um, It says there will always need to be an authority in your child's life, even when your child is 50. Number nine, to always call the shots. Children who get to always choose where to eat, where to play, and what the family does ends up being brats. And to wrap it up at number 10, constant approval and pats on the back. You will not always be around to do this. Children need to learn to be proud of themselves when they do something good, whether anyone tells them or not. That is Is what they don't need. (laughs) Okay. So that's what they don't need. Do you have any comments on that? I got a few too. Okay. You go. Okay. So I have a... I have a seven-year-old, so I'm kind of in this stage of things happening. Okay, so the cell phones, I agree with that to an extent. I, like, safety-wise, Well, they do make phones that only can call three numbers. Yeah. I like that because if something happens, my seven-year-old is responsible enough to be like, Mom, something is wrong. Come get me. I'm scared. Or this is happening. I'm not safe. I like that. That's me as a personal opinion i i like that too like an iphone like let's get on there and woohoo snapchat it up no no i like i agree with you there yeah i i can't think of what that phone is but there are phones that you can program three numbers Mm -hmm. into it that's all you can do is Mm -hmm. call those numbers no texting no nothing Mm -hmm. it's literally just a call mom dad another person mom Mm -hmm. mom whatever so i am like i'm probably a little psycho but please lay it on me because i'm one of those I am so anti-cell phone and social media until he's like 85. That is probably embarrassing. I just like... Wait, why would it be embarrassing? Because like, I'm a little psycho about it. Wow. Thunder still. Yeah, we're recording this the same day as the other episode. It's still thundering <laughs> in January. Secrets out. Um, so I just feel like the minute you hand a kid a cell phone with access to like social media and texting, mm-hmm. like part of their childhood is instantly gone and you're an adult their social skills instantly like halved yep and they just are so absorbed with it even Mm. with rules even if you're like you get an hour of data or something a day the phone goes in the basket at eight o'clock and you don't see it until you come home from school correct still that time it's just like hold out as long as you can well and not even that that this Social media is a forever thing. Um, so it lives online forever. Yes. Everything. Yes. We can parlay that to sports. Uh, you, parents need to monitor their social, kids' social medias. They need to be able to yes. actually be part of their social media. If it's, you know, something for sports. I mean, it, did, it if you have a coach or somebody looking at you for college scholarship, yeah. whatever – they the first thing they do is go to your social media yeah so let's not be stupid about it people well and like i don't think teen like kids like 10 i don't know when kids are getting phones now. could you wait time out could you imagine if we had social media uh, when we were in grade school no. or high school and i probably wouldn't be employed but anyway by yourself well now by myself thank god that's why i work for myself because my social media ruined my life that's it that's the message kids um <laughs> what not to do <laughs> but i just feel like i don't know when do kids get phones now 
Like what grade? I know some kids that have a phone and, and they're 10. Okay, so 10 was where I was at in my mind. But, and it's <clears> one <throat> of the phones that are like a limited phone. That, okay. But you also have to think. What grade's that? Why the hell would you ask me that? Seven because your kid's first, seven. So three grades. Eight, nine, second, third, four, third, fourth. Oh my God. Okay. Fourth, fifth. No, third, fourth. Wow. Some, I don't know. See, like, know. I can't even wrap my brain around that. But and I'm not. we are not living in the same times that we were when we were. I know we are. And I know a lot of things are connected through, like, social media with school and things like that. But, like, wait. I, so I'm just saying, like, wait. Like, oh, I oh, think yeah. losing so- your virginity early would affect you less than getting a cell Have phone. Have you lost your social media virginity yet? That would ruin your yeah. life more. So are we talking about cell phones or social media at this point? Well, the next one was social media. Because I feel like we just put them in one because I feel like well we both agreed that the cell phones were okay the limited cell yes to call the parent oh my god great story (laughs) bring it back um but yeah the unlimited access to social media I'd love none but I feel like at a certain age obviously it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and you don't I mean you have to slowly integrate it if you if you do have a kid that's like getting older like getting close to the teens you're easing them into it just be aware of it. Monitor as much as you can. Give unlim- Don't give them unlimited access. Monitor the heck out of that. Give them very limited access. And be aware of what's being talked about and what's being shown. Also be aware of their like, fake accounts when they're like teenagers. Like the, mo- the account that moms can, parents can see on Bark, social media. Bark app. It's called Bark app yeah. that Meredith was talking yeah. about. Yeah, monitor. And their real account um, that has all their shit. Um, oh, you mean like, what's that yeah, called? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. What's that? What when it's a I fake know. account? Yeah, I don't know. There's a name for it. We're just too old to remember. I know we're losers. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, I that out of that whole list, that was the thing that stuck out to me. But we don't have a TV in Conway's room. Well, probably not until maybe he's like late, like teens. We like have one in trays. He just he can't fall. He can't fall asleep with it. He's like. He needs to be completely disconnected. Well, so, like, we won't we don't, put it in He yet. doesn't fall asleep with it. It's I feel like room, if it was so. in there, Conway's too young. He would yeah. just not be able... I mean, Trey's older. Um, but, like, there's things like televisions in the room, rooms for sleeping. Yeah, good hygiene. My, It's like there's... There's like little asterisks at the bottom of it that's like, hey, by the way, it's yeah, not, yeah. Um, These all, are very being able, statements. yeah, being able to always call the shots. That doesn't happen in my house. No, I mean we let him like if we want to like go somewhere for fun, we'll let him sometimes like pick like, oh, which park are we going to, like things mm-hmm. like that. But we kind of know what he likes anyway. But like it, having kinda, him pick the restaurant, it has. Well, I let we let Trey pick yesterday. Well, that's, I, that's what day, I'm saying. Like that's not. Matters. That's not. A, I don't think it's a bad yeah. thing if they have. If, obviously, yeah. if they mention somewhere like it, that I don't like, we're not going there. <laughs> you always get veto. Um, <laughs> constant approvals and pats on the back. I think that it's really good to show support and like anything. I, I really try to like show like, yay, like build up more than tear down. But like the continual, it's like your kid's going to think they're fucking so Jesus. I, not to circle back to therapy, but uh, I mean, oftentimes, I mean, I spoke to my therapist about this and she reassured me, which is funny in the roundabout way but she was like no that's exactly how i would handle it because i've stopped saying not stopped but i'm not i'm always trey always knows i'm proud of him my kids i say to my kids i'm proud of you when you make bad decisions i'm proud of you when you make great decisions yeah i'm proud of you when you second guess yourself i'm proud of you when you trust your instincts but we're a team yeah like showing your kids that you're a team you're not meant to be there to judge them or in a bad way or be disappointed in them 24 7 
But I always ask Trey, well, are you proud of yourself? And he always says yes. Or he'll be like, mom, I read these this many books. I'm so proud of myself. Now he's started yeah. saying that instead of, are you so Which proud of great. me? Which is great. That is what you should do as a parent. Because I am proud of myself for remembering that I had laundry in the washer and I put them in the dryer within like record time because I'm doing 12 million different things at one time. I'm proud of my, I'm not going to be like, babe, are you proud of me? Like, yeah, you know, it's just, I literally laugh because I don't know if it's like, I'm not trying to bash you. I love you so much. But like me and my mom always joke between like my dad. It's like, if he does anything, he's like, did you, did you notice? (laughs) Like we're and like, even sometimes with Ben, he's like, it is, I'm like, gold stars for everyone in the room <laughs> for doing what round of applause and i do and i think words of affirmation are like big for ben so like i always try have to you remember ever done a love language test yes and i just feel like that's big for him so i try to be like remembering that and saying things but like sometimes i don't and i could just see him waiting me like where's my <laughs> where's my gold star ben i know but I'm my dad's really you. bad at it I'm always, we're always like, okay, we does get he, it. Does your you dad gold star you? Um, he was always like really no, proud. No, no, no. Now, yeah, I would say uh, he's kind of always been that way. Mm-hmm. But like we just joke because, you know, sometimes guys just like, you know, dumb swinging, <laughs> swinging dicks looking for applause. <laughs> just like, yeah, I did it. Um, oh, my God. I, one that I was on here that I didn't fully agree with. Mm-hmm. I feel um, like I know what it is. You already, you know me. Um, the other ones, the indoor time, big on that. Take, yeah, but get in them the outside. Winter, even in, indoors is hard. It's yeah. you got to think of things to do inside that aren't completely glued to the TV. Don't get me wrong; we have way more screen time in the winter. But you know, there's other things you can do oh, too. Yeah. But it's I life. did agree with the toy situation because I'm I'm in that right now. I can't wait. That's to all we have in there. We just did a everything. massive purge. Everything's put away, and what fits fits. What doesn't is donate gone. to your local um, shelter. Donate to your yeah. local. If you have a lot of toys, donate to your local preschools, daycares, yeah. libraries. See who's who could take stuff. Absolutely. Um, if it's nice and not tattered. And yeah. I have two boys, so a lot of our crap is missing a wheel. It's like the Toy Story movie of like that yes. little. You are in Sid's yeah, room. Yeah, I'm in Sid's room. Um, okay, so what was the one you thought I wasn't going to agree with? Um, the too many outside of out too many activities outside of school. Okay, I do agree with that. You do. I just feel like... Do you agree with the definition? Let me go back to it. Uh, that's what children do need. Okay. Because I feel like this is a big old cluster of a lot of things. Too many activities thing. outside school. No one of this generation is so exaggerating. Yeah, 100% agree with that. I think kids like, are in so many programs okay. all the time. It's like they're doing every fucking sport under the sun. They're in every type of like after curricular. And I just feel like calm now. But I'm, I kind of took it as like having things to do i took i didn't take it as like sports and then oh i did i'm taking it as obviously sports i've been sports my kids are in sports right now yeah well i think it's great they should be i I thought it was more along the lines of getting home from school and having something to do because you don't want them sitting like i'm thinking of when trey comes home from school outside of sports i know he when he has sports we do his sports after school and then we're done well it says extracurricular but that a lot of stuff now is like if you think about homework after yeah. school, like oh, he's yeah. in first grade and the only homework that he has is to read a book 20 minutes a day after school. That is it. If you send your it's kids magical. home with homework yeah. <clears throat> after school, that is why they're anxiety ridden, in my opinion. Oh, a massive no, I think homework. homework plays into that. Any sports they're in, not even just sports, but just like 
say they're like in, I don't know. 4-H. Yeah, or, that's like yeah. organizations, things like but that, like dance. That. But that's why I am so kind of against this with her definition. Yeah. Because it's too broad. Yeah, it's it is too, too broad. broad. I like, do think it, like... My kid learns more from... He goes to school and he learns at school. Yeah. But he learns a lot outside of school. Once he comes home, he has responsibilities. Yeah. You, your your bed has to be made before you leave for school. Yeah. This, that, the other. I don't think that counts as But this. when you come home and you have 4-H that teaches you responsibility that you, if you want to have an animal... You have to take care of that animal no matter how tired you are. Yeah. That's not anxiety ridden. That is teaching responsibility, in my opinion. I'm so on board for that. So I'm not on board. I think all those organizations are amazing. I think sports are amazing. I think all but those things. But multiple at one time. But if you yeah. got like four going at the same time, yeah. like I can't even imagine that mm-hmm. like your kid, st- like let them breathe and pick what they like the best and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Even if it, you go down to two whatever I just like, like what age it's like should have she should have post, posted these in like an age range yeah so what so but then the other one's probably disrespect authority that i'd say damn straight say. yeah because i don't care how old you are i don't care if you don't deserve respect hell no i ain't giving it to you like i don't care how so old you like, are paint a picture of what you're talking about give me a paint a, a i feel situation. like it can't be aired <laughs> do it with hypotheticals hypothetically Okay, this is very hypothetical. I just need to say that. But I can't think of an example in my real life that I would feel comfortable using. Give me a hypothetical. Say you're in a workplace, even more so a sensitive area. Say you're in like you're you're 25, starting a job, And even you're higher up. Let's pick an age. 50. Because she said 50. And they're higher than you on the... Way higher than you on on the the totem pole. Or the food... Yeah, whatever. food chain, yeah. whatever, food pyramid, all the things. <laughs> food pole. All the, that good old food pole. I'm thinking about that fish in the parenting game. Go okay, ahead. anyway. The fish? Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, okay, so you're 25, you start a job. Cool. You're gung-ho. Like gung-ho. Yeah. You have someone who works ahead of you. You always should be respectful, especially of your superiors in your job. Like, don't be yeah. a dick. Have, you know, common have respect, sense. Yeah. Um, but say they are just like a massive dick and they ch- treat you like very disrespectful mm-hmm. and like, do you think they deserve an ounce of your respect? Hell no. You should be professional at work. Well, sure. there's a difference between professional and respectful. Well, correct. And if somebody that's older than you is being disrespectful you to you. You should put them in your, their place. Damn straight. Yeah. I was watching. That's why I just told you I want you to watch. I mean, I can think of a million people. Jin and Jenny. Jenny and Georgia. But, uh, <laughs> wow. Our wars. But, like, I can think of a million people that are older than me. Jenny? Jenny. Jenny. So, I can think of a million people older than me that do not deserve my respect Same. in the slightest. And there's not a chance I would give it to them. Do you ever like to kill people with kindness? Oh, God, I love it. It's like a little sword. But sometimes <laughs> I like to go, like, kick them in the nuts. But in this show... <laughs> She is a single mom, like has some stuff going on. Anyway, is her she little British? boy. No. Oh. But I don't know why that matters. Daughter's name is Virginia Ginny. That's where the Ginny comes from. Oh Ginny um, Weasley, I was thinking of. Yeah, you're there. Okay. Um, but she goes up to a little boy who I guess like was getting bullied at school or something like that. And she's like, he to the bully, she said to the little boy, she's like, What do we do with bees? Like with what? Bees. I think like she's B- like he's B-I-T-C-H. a bee. Like a bee. Like zzz. I don't know if oh. that's a term she used. A bee. I can't or remember. A bitch? But like someone who picks on you. A bully. Or, yeah. Maybe the bee they were using yeah, maybe the capital double, B. Double double. But and he is like, We 
like sting or something like that what do we do with the bee anyway so she like t- pulls this kid behind like the bush and the little kid just punches him in the face and gives oh, him a bloody nose and he fucking deserved it and i would have done it if the kid didn't i don't even know what you're talking i need to see this now anyway so like what I is do- this on i think it's netflix okay um yeah you need to watch it but um I just loved it because I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I never think violence is like the first answer. In most cases, it's never the answer. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes it's a little necessary. <laughs> I, within limits. Oh, when like, I say violence, I mean like flicking somebody. Not like beating the shit out of somebody. I don't know. Sometimes people do need punch in the throat. I don't know. There's a couple people I'd like to punch in the throat. Have you but I'm an adult <laughs> and I'm kind of okay with that. What is that movie where they throat punch them? You know what I'm talking about? What is that movie? I don't know. Where they're like, and they like, run yeah, away. I feel like I need to take, maybe we need to edit that out about <laughs> violence being bans or sometimes. But like, sometimes someone needs kicked in the nuts. No. That's the kind of violence figurative, I'm talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about. Figuratively. But yeah, the whole like, to be able to disrespect any authority. No, it doesn't matter what position you're in. If you are not a respectful person and you treat someone like shit, you don't deserve respect. Well, when you're in a hierarchy of, you're supposed to but we're also like women who deal with a lot of douchey older men so like we deserve it and i will kick you in the nards and nards is that is that a real term i just made it up oh i like it i kind of copyright (laughs) don't try and use it people if you do okay anyway we're talking about kids and now i'm talking about kicking people okay so anyway what what do children need kicking people no (laughs) jesus what do children need rest they play hard their bodies needs rest to grow and develop uninterrupted family time the most important people to a child are those under the same roof make family time purposeful and protected outdoor play time where they can explore and create all kids need free time to imagine rules and expectations be clear be concise and don't be afraid to give them consistent discipline If a rule is broken, a child needs to know what to expect. All fear is not a bad thing. There is a fear that can represent respect. Parents who love them and love each other. Security begins here. For you as a parent to say no sometimes. Your child does not need a lollipop or a new shirt every time you go to Walmart. Hugs. Physical touch affects the development of children. Interesting. The ability to share their feelings about anything as long as they are respectful. The most precious gift that a parent can give any child is to demonstrate a personal relationship and consistently teach that child that through your actions, what, oh, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know if this Well, we'll read this number 10, even if we disagree with it. Yeah. It says the most precious gift that a parent can give a child is to demonstrate a personal relationship with God and consistently teach that child through your actions of what having faith in God really means. In the toughest times of their lives, they will learn in large part to rely on God by the example you display for them. So even if you're not religious. Yeah, I just, I don't know why. I a lot of. I didn't want to make it seem like it was no, a religious fine, episode. No, But this is her. Yeah, her view. her view. Yeah. After, you know, and if she's had 30 years in the industry as a child psychologist or therapist or whatever. And I think for a lot of kids, you know, religion is such a big topic that regardless of what you believe, teaching them whatever your faith may be if you do have one can be really helpful when they start to get their wheels turning mm-hmm. at that age mm-hmm. like is that something i can go to is that a resource mm-hmm. i can use at the most random times even the most blowing the, my nose again 
at the most random times when people feel like they are not, and they say it all the time on social media, like, oh, I'm not religious at all. But then they're like, in my darkest time, I just started praying. Yeah. Like, you just saw that with um, Damar Hamlin. Yeah. You know, if you guys, I'm sure everyone has heard of it, the Buffalo Bills yeah. player during the Cincinnati Bengals game that got injured and, uh, and I think resuscitated or well. And I think it's important to say, like, if you don't have, like, a relationship with God or if, like, faith isn't part of your family, I think teaching kids, like, that they can talk within themselves Mm -hmm. to something. Yes. It is, like, a way to cope with stuff. If they're struggling. Like, I remember even when I was little, like, if I did, like, my nighttime prayers, like, I'd be, like, I would just, like, say whatever was on my mind. Mm -hmm. At the time didn't mean much at all to me but looking back i think it is nice that like at that age like regardless of what the day held like in my mind i thought i needed to <laughs> i was like i need to say something before i go to bed or no, i, can't I know i did and i think that was like a good without realizing it it was a good way to get a few things off my chest before i went to bed yeah um it's the same as journaling i mean yeah you could you could easily switch that to journaling yeah you know, take the God out of it and say, you know, you share say, their feelings, share your feelings, get it out on paper. So you don't hold it internally, basically, yeah. you know, in the toughest times that they'll learn to rely on something, something else other. Cause I mean, what was that? I know I mentioned it in another episode. It was that show in New Amsterdam that I love so much. Mm, oh, and I yeah. feel like it's a therapy session half the time, but one of the episodes he said, you know, a lot of the times what your kid needs isn't scary for them. It's scary for you. Or well, something like that. Even when we were talking about the scratch from scratch episode. Yeah. About- and like, we're not always going to be there or with them to help them and make the decision. So letting them know that they can, you know, react within, have their own feelings, mm-hmm. kind of like internally talk to themselves, talk themselves down. I think that's important. Listen, I agree with every single thing on this list. I, I, I mean, thought even the do needs were like pretty accurate yeah and, it's, and that rest could be family time yes. outdoor time yes. rules and expectations i think that was important because even with our last episode about like the parenting styles a lot of parents do rules but i think expectations are almost more important mm-hmm. because if they know what to expect they're less likely to break a rule mm-hmm. and if you're giving expectations all the time maybe they won't feel like as because i feel like internally because he's a little turdball when he's older, if Conway knows there's a rule, I feel like part of his enjoyment in the day will be, how do I break this rule? No, I know. Whereas if I laid expectations out, he would be more on track, yeah. less inclined to like Like I expect you to day. do the right thing, <laughs> but I also expect you to s- tell the truth when you don't do the, the right thing exactly. and own your mistakes and move on from it. Don't harp on it. Don't like <clears throat> wallow in it, you know, or yeah. it wallow or Yeah, that's fair. That's whatever. fair. That is thunder. Still, how many times we thunder. should start? I hate thunder. that song so much. I, oh, well, I was thinking of the other song, Thunderstruck. So that's funny. Oh, I hate. Why that song. are we? We are not on the same page. Today. But you know what's interesting? I don't know if you watch Dino Ranch, but it's a frequent in our house. Um, with like the rules and things, and even parenting, just all around. The dinos. <laughs> yeah. They messed up a few times, like in the show, like or did something wrong. I don't know what the example was, but this specific episode was geared towards that. And they like kept doing something wrong. And the first reaction to everything, every time they did something wrong, was, "Are you okay?" Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
parents just like regardless of what they do like conway like smashed a beer on himself when he was like nine great lovely appreciate that when he was nine months oh, oh. sorry i didn't finish that thought um and i like freaked out because i thought he was hurt well of course um but like just reminding yourself if something goes wrong if a kid gets hurt anything like that first checking on the kid and then go into like if oh. there's a punishment if there's a thing like that was he hurt because no he was absolutely fine not scratch on him Weird well thing. but yeah. i remember like even to this day the not feeling? that my parents didn't do that but like if i were to like wreck my car <laughs> like oh my god i had someone ptsd i will wrecking not, my vehicle. i'm like scared to tell parents in my 30s just because i'm like oh shit i'm gonna get in trouble and that's where i go Same which is bad and my husband i do it all i the know when i wrecked i'm like oh my god no. i know and i have like wrecked my car to, and i had to call ben and i was just like petrified to tell him not because i thought i was gonna get in trouble but like it your mind you feel, yeah. goes there go, yep um i feel so, that deeply just be there for your kids i i mean anything else you want to take away from this i will say the previous two episodes, this episode and the last one, I will say there is nothing I love more in this world than being a parent. I preach and think about it. I, if I'm not with my kids for one day or two days, my husband and I are like, yes, that's all we talk about. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know how your people aren't active in their kids' lives. No, I know. Do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. And these 10 do nots and And do's really at the core of parenthood is all that we really strive to do. Well, and I think, uh, I mean, like even some of our episodes, you know, the topics can sometimes be like about things that maybe like stress us out or just need to vent or talk about how to do things, stuff like that. Obviously, we love our children more than anything, but our the parent mind is constantly trying to figure out how to do it right. And, and that's why we talk about it so much is because like, you're like, wait, am I doing this right? Am I messing it up? I want them to be the best. I want to show them that I love them. I want to set them up for success. I want to give them the best ever thing. And I really hope if you don't have someone out there outside of your spouse or a family member, like Ali, everyone, Ali is my person. I've probably Yo. called her a million times. Just like, I am having a bad mom day. Like, I feel like I'm dropping the ball. I feel guilty for this, for that. That's why we started this because, you know, someone said to me the other day, well, you know, people need reassurance in life. Isn't that why you started your podcast? And I said, not for reassurance. I feel like our podcast is geared towards acceptance of how you parent and how you put your head on your pillow at night and say, I did my best with what I was given today. I always know I could have done better. Every single second of the day, I, yeah. I think to myself, I could have done that better, whether it's work, whether it's this, that, or the other, whatever it may be. I was sick and tired of seeing parents pin themselves against other parents. No. Agreed. Oh, you're a terrible person because, you know, you're a working mom or you're a stay-at-home yeah. mom or you're a single mom. Oh, you know, you're on government assistance. Like, can't you get a, a higher paying job? And just seeing the negativity in the world. I hate negativity. Negativity is all encompassing for you to fail, in yeah. my opinion. If no, you are engulfed in negativity, you're going to fail in life because yeah. your mindset is nothing but negative. You can't yeah. look at the positive side of anything so that's why we started this podcast damn straight but at the same time we're all trying to survive 
we're all trying to be accepting of what we're doing as parents. And it's not right all the time. And you don't know if what you're doing is right because we're in a time that was never like this before. Oh my gosh, 100%. And Could you imagine if someone looked at us in 1994 and said, do you have social media? And we'd be like, are you talking about Napster? Are you talking about downloading music? Napster. Are you getting sued? Do you have a virus on your computer? I do too. No, it's true. And I feel like some nights you're going to go to bed and be like, damn, I crushed today. I parented like a boss. Everything went well. Awesome. And then other nights you're going to be like, wow, should I put my kid up for adoption? I don't know what I'm doing. Or myself. Or my marriage. My marriage is on the back burner. Or I really need to tell my husband or my spouse or my significant other, hey, we need a night to ourselves because I I feel disconnected to you. But at the same time, you don't want to even open your mouth and say anything because you also have bills you need to pay other things that are way more stressful this is real life it is and i i think this woman i don't know who you are i don't even know if it's a woman to be honest oh i thought it's just a therapist oh it might have um whoever this is oh it it doesn't say she i just assumed sorry it's totally fine (laughs) but i think this is a great conversation topic and i think it's something like if you disagree or don't disagree with everything that was said to just like evaluate where you are in parenting. Like maybe you could do better at like getting them outside more. Maybe you're like, uh, I could change this up a little bit. I think we're getting too stuck in our ways this way or that way mm-hmm. or just like reassessing where you are and, you know, that's kind of it. I mean, everything you said a minute ago, that was like per- spot on. I couldn't say it better. We need well, it on you. a damn t-shirt. Um, <laughs> it might be one big old t-shirt. <laughs> it only comes in XXL. <laughs> that was yours today. <laughs> Run on sentence. Yes. Hey, we see you. We hear you. We We are are with with you every step step of the way. way.